Good morning. Welcome to ChiroCast. I don't know how anybody practices without something like Preferred Chiropractic Doctor on their side. They are the number one cash fee plan system in chiropractic, and they have done fabulous things for my practice. I uh, insist on all of my patients um, doing PCD if they're a cash patient because we want to make sure that everybody is 100% legal. So to me, that's the best reason for using PCD. Check them out at bewell2.com. And now, here's a podcast. This inner power speaks. We chiropractors work with the subtle substance of the soul. We release the prison impulse, the tiny rivulet of force that emanates from the mind and flows over the nerves to the cells and stirs them into life. We deal with the magic power that transforms common food into living, loving, thinking clay that robes the earth with beauty and hues and scents the flowers with the glory of the air. In the dim, dark, distant, long ago, when the sun first bowed to the morning star, this power spoke, and there was life. It quickened the slime in the sea and the dust of the earth and drove the cell to union with its fellows in countless living forms. Through eons of time, it finned the fish and winged the bird and fanged the beast. Endlessly it worked, evolving its forms until it produced the grounding glory of them all. With tireless energy, it blows the bubble of each individual life and then silently, relentlessly dissolves the form and absorbs the spirit into itself again. And yet you ask, can chiropractic cure appendicitis or the flu? Have you more faith in a knife or a spoonful of medicine than the innate power that animates the internal living world? B.J. Palmer, Bigness of the Fellow Within, 1949. I want you to think about what BJ is saying here, right? BJ, except for the word chiropractors and chiropractic there at the bottom, there's not a mention of almost anything it is that we do, right? There's no subluxation word, there's no adjustment word, there's really, if you look at this, it's more like a poem than it is, you know, an actual description of chiropractic. But why was BJ so fond of this, right? What do you think, why do you think he even wrote this, right? He wrote this because he wanted people to see how esoteric chiropractic really is, that this isn't just a mechanical, you know, it doesn't say like, we chiropractors push on the spinal subluxations, right? Which, which is, would be an accurate statement, right? It's totally right. We chiropractors adjust the spinal subluxations. <clears throat> doesn't rhyme quite as well <clears throat> as the subtle substance of the soul, but that's not why he did, didn't put that there. He did that because he wanted people to understand, especially chiropractors who are reading these books, he wanted to understand the real essence of what we're doing, right? So, so when we think, like I talked about with you guys last week, when you think about like I'm, a, I'm cracking someone's back, that is not what we do, right? I am not a backcracker. We had a new patient call up yesterday and said, can I come in and get a couple of pops? And my receptionist, I could hear her laughing, and I'm, I know in her mind she was probably saying this, you know, we don't sell soda here, right? That's not what we do, right? Or a couple of cracks or whatever. And so I heard her talking to this person, and she's, this young lady, wanted, she said, well, I just moved from the area, and I, just, I used to go to car, and I just want to get popped. And she's like, well, but we have to do a complete exam. Well, you don't do a complete exam because I just, want, I just need to get popped, right? I know, what, I know what's wrong with me. I, I'm like, would you ever say that to a dentist? 
I just, just fill the cavity, will you? It's just, it's this one right there. I know what it is. Don't check it. Don't do anything. You never do something like that. Like what? I, where do what, what, you know? And like I often think, how did this start? And you know how it started? We did it. Chiropractors did it. We're the ones who created this kind of fiasco. We're the ones who created the mess that we're in right now. We're the ones who created the, the coming to get cracked and no exam and no free x-rays. We're the ones who created all this kind of stuff, right? So what do we got to do to fix it? Is we got to undo it, right? And hold to a higher standard. Nobody else does what we do. Nobody else says, you just lie down and get popped. No, just like I talked about last week, you don't do this in a restaurant, in a bar. Right? It, it, nobody does it, right? If you're a doctor, we need to stand to doctorly ideas, right? I know we can, we can easily say, well, but we, all I want to do is adjust the civilization. Yes, I agree. But we need a process by which we can say, I found that. And rule everything else out, right? To me, that's so important. And here's an example. You know, and probably one of the most important things in terms of this example is the idea of hope, right? My job is to give hope to patients. So uh, dad comes in with a young boy a couple of days ago. And this boy has a very significant challenge. Um, something we'll talk about uh, later on uh, towards the end of the class and certainly we'll touch on in the advanced diagnosis class is deletion syndromes and duplication syndromes and these genetic anomaly things that we're seeing more and more of uh, these days. Where kids look like they have some sort of autism kind of issue, but it's really not primary autism because they have a significant genetic component. Like if you are missing part of a gene, right, or you have a duplication in part of a gene, just like Down syndrome, right? Down syndrome is trisomy 21. You have an extra 21, right? There's a lot of deletion syndromes, deletion 22 and deletion 15, where parts or, or big ch chunks of genes are missing. And that creates syndromes that look like autism in terms of their characteristics, but it's not truly autism because it, their, their brains are wired differently, right? So this young kid comes in, like 10 years old, and the thing that I saw, the first thing I saw in his little eyes was he felt like he didn't have hope. I could just see it, and you can read this. Once you are, are with patients long enough and see enough patients, you can start reading where they are in their brains, right? And this kid has been to probably a billion doctors in his young, you know, uh, 10 years or so. He's probably been to hundreds of doctors, hundreds of appointments, all the stuff that's going on with him, right? And he, someone just wants, like, everybody probably looks at him and says all the things that he's got issues with, right? This and this and this and this, that whole list of all the, the, and he's like probably sick of hearing all the problems that he has. He knows what they have, right? What he wants someone to say is, well, let's see if we can change your brain. Let's see if we can improve your spine and nerve system, right? So when I first saw him, I remember he's looking at me, and you can see in his brain is just trying to say like, whoa, I'm not getting the same information that I usually get, right? The input I usually get from someone with a title of doctor is not this, right? Because I'm happy, and my interns are happy, and the whole place is just about happiness and making kids feel good about themselves and giving them hope, right? I call it the glimmer of hope. And then we adjusted him the first time, and it's totally confusing to get an, imagine you've never been adjusted before, and you don't know a thing about chiropractic, 
and you receive an adjustment no matter what sort of adjustment it was. We did more of a network best sort of you know, tonal adjustment. But it doesn't make sense whether it's a tonal adjustment or more traditional manual adjustment or activated, whatever it is. Someone who's never been adjusted before, never been exposed to it before, this is quite an experience, right? So he comes in yesterday and we start talking and I realize that he really likes like uh, video games. So now I'm starting to talk to him about video games, right? And I'm relating to him about video games. And that's our conversation. And he loves talking about that. And he's now excited about getting adjusted. And he's now excited about talking about video games. And he's excited about doing the exercises that we have you know, shown him to do and stuff. And, and so now we're giving him some hope, right? You know there's hope when someone is anxious and ready to get adjusted, right? When it's not like, come on, get adjusted. Oh. You know, like typical kid, some, you know, like a teenager especially, or even a little kid who's playing. If they want to get adjusted, man, they're like, yes, it's my turn! Right? Because they know. Right? They know that, they know that we are working with a subtle substance of the soul. I don't, ha I don't have to explain science to him. I don't pull out Sousa and show him all the physiological or guidance or whatever and show him the Grey's Anatomy. I don't need to do any of that kind of stuff. You know what I do with him? It's like power on, power off. That's how I teach chiropractic to kids. Power on, power off. You know, I'm not going to do with these lights because they're not, they're fickle. <clears throat> and I don't want to mess with them. <clears throat> but, because they're, they're nice and they're not blinking. Uh, but, I just, I open the door, like the door, that our exam room is, a, is a, there's no windows. So, I open the door a crack so I don't scare them. And I say, okay, buddy, <clears throat> I just explained this to your mom and, and dad, but now I'm going to explain it to you, right, what chiropractic is. Let me, I want to explain that you understand, right? You see these lights over here? Yeah, the power zone, these lights, right? Yeah, all right, watch what happens when I do this. Click, and I turn the lights off, but I have the door cracked open a little bit so it's not pitch black in the room. And I said, this is power off, right? Do you want that in your body? No. I said, this is a subluxation. This is when your nerve energy isn't working good. This is what, is what we do, is we find these places like this, and then we go, flip like this, and we turn them back on. Isn't that good? Yes. Isn't that what you want? Yes. Okay, good. That's my explanation to a kid. They got it. They got it. So when you talk to these to kids about chiropractic, right, you gotta lay the foundation first. Don't just talk to mom and dad. And mom and dad, this is blah 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 blah. And the kid's sitting over here like he's a lump on a log, right? Always bring the kid in. Even when they're a little much, even when they're a little newborn, I ask permission of the newborn. May I touch you? May I look at your head? And the parents will sometimes say, Well, yes, you can. I, oh, I'm asking her. Right? I'm asking her. I'm asking him, your little baby. I'm asking. Well, they can't say, yes, they can. I get permission. And how do I get permission from an infant? They look me in the eyes. Right? They look me in the eyes. Hey, you okay? hey buddy. Hi. I'm Dr. Ruben. I'm going I'm to put my hands on your back and your neck and your head. Is that okay? And look me right in the eyes. Okay, thank you. Cool. Right? Don't just start doing stuff. Right? I'm always asking permission of everybody, right? whether it's a female, male, young child, older, adult, I don't care who it is. The first time I, I'm working with them, I'm always asking permission because I want that permission. Right? So it's, and now, now I have permission to adjust this boy. I see hope building in him. Right? So yesterday was a second adjustment, and I see hope building in him. And that's the point of what we do. That's this, this point. Right? It, it says here, have you more faith? in a knife or spoonful of medicine than the innate power that animates the world. Now, not to say that you can't have, you, sometimes you have to, we talked about last week, sometimes you have to do things 
where you go on the other side. You crossed over the yellow line, right? This boy had crossed over the yellow line right away. So he's had a lot of intervention, right? So it's not to discount it and say, no, you never do this. <clears throat> but what that means is have you more faith. Like if the body, if we can get the body to work better, why not? And that's why I'm so excited to see challenge cases like this. Because why not? Right? Why not? Why not give this kid some hope? And another thing, we talked about this last week too, is about co-management. <clears throat> it's so important that they have never really taken this kid to with a lot of other therapies that he needs. He needs other therapies. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's so important. And we, need, we should be the point person to that, saying, yeah, you should be going, they're asking, do you think we should do other things? Absolutely. Right? We're not the be-all, end-all. We're not the one-stop shop kind of thing. This isn't like quick trip where we get everything in one place. Right? This is, you got, there's a lot of other things that have to be done to take care of a kid, especially a kid who's got some issues. And that's something we have to understand. But we also need to understand the most important thing is that it is, it is the, the, the spine and the central nerve system and the brain that controls everything, right? Even when it comes down to someone yesterday, as an adult said, you know, I, I, I don't, maybe it's, I think it's like my nerves. I, don't, I mean, um, my muscles. I think it's my muscles over here and my shoulder that are the problem. I don't know if it's anything to do with like my spine or whatever. And I'm like, okay, wait a second. It, it's, it, your spine is the conduit, it's the nerves that control the muscles. Right? Muscles in and of themselves do nothing. Muscles in and of themselves are just pieces of meat attached to a bone. Right? What controls that muscle is a nerve. You know? And unless there was a blunt injury or a tear or something like that to the muscle, then the, it, what's, we, we always have to go back to the controlling mechanism. Right? And that's why it's so important to position ourselves as nerve system doctors instead of bone doctors or muscle doctors. Right? And, and understand this, physical therapists are out there now adjusting, right? They are now doctors of physical therapy, all right? And, and they have the right to adjust. It is part of their curriculum, right? It is part of, just like we have CCU curriculum that gives us rights to certain things, they have rights to adjust. Now, they will call it manipulation, they'll call it other things, whatever, but don't say that they shouldn't be adjusting. It's too bad, too late. They are. And let them. Because I don't do the same things they do. You come into my office, if your office looks like a physical therapy office, that's a problem. Right? You've got machines all over the place and you do a lot of physical therapy stuff, well then of course you're duplicating services. That's why what we want to do is stand out. And talking about this, the nerve system, we are nerve system doctors. We want to make sure those nerves are working at 100%. That's very different. Not that it's wrong, the physical therapy goal is wrong, there's nothing wrong with it, and I'm not saying anything's wrong with physical therapy. It's just a different goal. Their goal is to strengthen, improve, you know, range of motion, all those kind of things. That's not my goal. It's an important part of what we want to see happen, but my goal is what? Remove subluxation, improve nerve, you know, performance, improve their performance overall. That's my goal. It's a very different goal, right? And one of the most telling things that I hear all the time is a physical therapist will dismiss patients saying, we've gotten you as far as we can, right? This is as far as we can go, which isn't bad or wrong because it's as far as they can go. 
but can you, I, I hear chiropractors say this too to patients. I had a new patient come in recently who said, yeah, I went to a chiropractor two or three times and they said, I'm done, you're, you're done. You don't need to get adjusted anymore. I'm like, what? This is like saying, okay, stop brushing your teeth. You're done, your, your teeth are white, beautiful, done. You cut, brush them again when they start turning all kinds of colors, right? How ridiculous is that? Here's the thing I think is so important and it's missing in a lot of chiropractic, and that is that it's, the, it's like a deposit. Every adjustment is a deposit into your bank account of health. Every adjustment. There's another deposit, another deposit, another deposit. So you can never have too much health, right? right? So there's no endpoint. Now, a lot of patients think there's endpoints because we've created endpoints for them and other Professions have created endpoints, but there really is no endpoint to health. You can never be too healthy, right? And that, they need to understand that. You should never have your nerve system have interference, right? Who would want that? And that's what we need to explain to our patients, to get them to understand. And that's what we need, we need to tell this to our kids, right? We want to get them excited about getting adjusted because it's not about pain or, or my back hurts or whatever, right? It's about life expression. And that's what we want to, to share with our patients. And we want to give them the hope. So that's why we need to read these green books, to, to, so we can learn how to talk about hope. 